Welcome to an elite group of women in the Mumpreneurs Club, a podcast designed for women in business with children and social lives. Whoever said you can't have your cake and eat it too didn't listen to an episode of the Mumpreneurs Club. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Mumpreneurs Club. This might be the fifth recording that I've tried for this episode and it's because I left it to Monday morning to record it and my phone has not stopped ringing and interrupting the podcast and my little one won't stop crying and is always in the background. So currently recording from the furthest back corner of my wardrobe kind of hiding under all my jumpers to try and muffle out any screaming that you may hear in the background and hoping to God I can record this without any calls or interruptions. I have put it on airplane mode, but I'm sure somehow the universe is going to find a way to fuck with me before I can actually record this and put it through. So just letting you guys know if there is any interruptions through the recording, I am done with trying to re-record, so we're just going to go with it. We might answer some calls along the way through the podcast. Who knows? I did put on airplane mode, but my iPad is still ringing. Everything else is still ringing around me. And I can't really block all my devices because my office will send the police out to see why I'm a missing person. So I've got needy children at the office. We're going to have to just deal with it and um, hopefully get through an episode without any more interruptions. Today's episode, guys, is something that I think might be a touchy subject for a lot of listeners. And the reason it's a touchy subject for a lot of listeners is because mums have built this sort of alliance with each other that they're all going to agree and be in cahoots that the reason their house is messy is because of their children. And it's kind of like an unspoken pact between mums that as soon as you have a baby and you leave the hospital, you all kind of just look at each other and be like, we're going to have shitty, messy homes now and we're going to say it's because of this little newborn that can't walk or move and we're all going to stick to that and we're all just going to share funny memes about how our house is shitty and messy and that we can't really be fucked cleaning it and we're all going to say it's because of our kids, even though in a few years' time they're going to spend the majority of their time at school and not be at home, we're still going to say it's their fault. And we've all kind of gone with it. And I just wanted to call it out because I'm so sick of the bullshit. You cannot keep blaming your kids for shit you don't want to do. I know that that's one of the benefits of having a kid. You know, you can get them to go and get your glass of water. They take the rubbish out. They do all the shit you don't really want to do. But blaming them because you can't be stuffed or you haven't worked out good timing and organisational skills so that you can actually get your shit done properly is a bit of a cop-out. And I'm calling it out because the whole reason of this series, the whole reason for the Mumpreneurs Club, is so that we can discuss and aspire, in a sense, to be the woman that has it all. And the woman that has it all, in my opinion, is somebody that does climb the career ladder, does look fantastic doing it, does go out and have a drink with her husband or her friends and does have her house in order and her kids are clean and neat and well presented and so is her home and she can entertain and she can do it all. Now, yes, it is hard work, but success is hard. 
that's why if you're looking at a population, maybe only 10% are successful and winning. The majority, the 90% or the 80% are not. They're hiding behind memes and trying to make themselves feel better by making excuses. It's really just your decision whether you want to be the majority. And if you do, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're listening to this podcast, it means you're probably curious and it's sparked your interest or it might be something you want to do, but you're a little bit scared to come out of your comfort zone and um, succeed, succeed with some changes. We all have room for changes. And that is the most important thing to understand. Everybody needs to embrace change. I think it was Richard Branson that said, success is when you're outside the box. There's your comfort zone and there's there's the, the box of, of comfort, what you're used to, your familiarity, everything that you know and do that you feel comfortable with. And then as soon as you step out of it, that's when the magic happens. And that's really important to note because if you're going to spend your whole life making excuses and then just getting agitated and defensive, you can't be helped. You really can't. There's no point in listening to podcasts or reading books better yourselves or doing any of that. You're, you're literally you're wasting your money because change is only going to happen when you accept it and you own your shit. And companies, as I said in episode 11, in regards to healthy eating and dieting, companies have made a lot of money trying to sell people a magic pill in the sense that do this and everything that you want will happen. And it's bullshit. And then that's why it doesn't work. And people just keep coming back and coming back because the only way you're ever going to change is if you look at yourself properly and objectively and actually own your shit. Going back to messy houses, how many of you have watched the Marie Kondo episodes on Netflix and then went out to Kmart and spent a thousand dollars on stupid little organizational boxes? or Howard Showers and bought all these little knickknacks so that you can organize your stuff and everything has a place, which don't get me wrong, is a great idea. Go back two months later and tell me if it's anything like what it used to be when you set it up. Or a lot of you probably just bought all this stuff but never actually got around to sorting your stuff out and actually putting it into place. A lot of people I know have boxes in the garage for the one time they're going to find a chance to organize their linen closet or go through their photos and organize them and get their shit in order. Why do we bother? Wouldn't it be a lot easier if we were just consistent? You know, there's a famous saying that says, do six things a thousand times instead of a thousand things six times. And that's so true when you look at successful people. Successful people really have have mastered the ability to know their strengths and to be methodical. They will calmly have their routine that they do rain, hail or shine. People that don't have control of their shit and are usually underachieving are messy, are scattered, have a million things on their plate. Their to-do list is is a long list that never ends. They're always running late. They've always got something to do and they're always stressed. The reason for that is because successful people are organised. 
most of the time. I mean, there are successful people that are just geniuses, that are wacky, crazy geniuses that make money because they're, they're, they're brilliant. But in a workplace environment or in a general look at life and human behaviour, successful people are calm, organised and methodical. Because when you have a clear head, you're able to stick to your goals and you're able to avoid distraction and distractions is time and you only have 24 hours in the day. So you really can't afford distractions and to waste time on things that aren't important or on your priority list. When when going back to cleaning your home, I want you guys to picture in a movie a successful executive who's supposed to be portrayed as someone that has it all, they're really calm and collected, they're always getting their cases um, done on time and, and really good at closing cases and, and being suave, like, like a Harvey Specter in suits. And look at their desk. Look at their desk in the movie and how movies try and portray them or how Netflix series try and portray them. Suits is a perfect example. I would say, because Harvey Specter is hot and I really love him. He has a beautiful suit on all the time. He's always clean. He's always well-groomed and his desk is sleek and neat. The guy has a million files and I feel like every episode his firm is being sued and facing total shutdown and like really intense stuff that gives me anxiety and makes me feel like, wow, I I thought I had a bad day, but then I watched this and I totally shouldn't complain. Yet his desk is super neat. It may not be realistic, but what it's trying to visually portray is a character that is successful and that comes with it. In our mind, when we picture success, that's what comes with it. Neat, minimalistic, you got your shit in order. Now try and think of a TV show or a movie where they're trying to portray somebody that doesn't have their life in order, an attorney that's like not so good at what they do, they're really struggling, maybe they're going through a divorce, they're just like everything is going wrong in their life. And you will note that their office is most of the time stacked with files, there's about five coffee mugs on their desk with coffee stains on all their paperwork. And when you walk into the office or when the character walks into the office, they're they're flickering around all their paperwork, really stressed and have lots of places to be and lots of things to do and they're just not in control. And that is exactly the same when it comes to homes. If you have a messy home, you're not in control. And you can blame your kids all you want, but it's not your kid's fault. Yes, kids make mess. But let me tell you one thing. Next time you see someone or next time your friend or even yourself blames their kids for a messy home, I want you to go to their ensuite or I want you to ask them to go to their ensuite and see what it looks like. If their ensuite, predictably, has shit everywhere, makeup everywhere, the bench is dirty or dusty, the sink looks like crap and it's got toothpaste on it, there's clothes on the floor, there's towels everywhere, they haven't changed their towel for a couple of days or a week or whatever it might be, you can tell it's sort of damp and needs to be changed and their blinds have dust. If their ensuite looks like that, then you know in yourself 
that you need to stop blaming your kids because your kids don't dirty ensuites. That's the perfect wake-up call. Yes, your playroom can get messy. Yes, the floors can get messy because when they walk around, they just put crumbs everywhere. I get it. I've got four kids. Two are toddlers. I mean, they can get crumbs everywhere. Your house can look like a tale of Hansel and Gretel. But when your ensuite looks like crap, where it's your personal space and children don't go there, then you know it's not your kid's fault that your house is messy. People live in your house. People are going to use it as they go around and they're going to dirty things. You're going to eat, so you're going to have dirty dishes. You're going to eat, so you're going to have crumbs. You can't blame people and say, well, my house would have looked clean if no one fucking lived in here. No shit. But that's not the point. The whole point is that you're cleaning up after yourself and your kids and teaching your kids how to clean up after themselves. If they don't see you cleaning up after yourself, then then you've got no hope of telling them to do it because at the beginning you might be able to teach them, oh, you should do that, but kids mimic their parents. So if they don't see you do it, then it's it's falling on deaf ears. You're wasting your time. You, you really, you're wasting your time. The only reason it's hard and people complain about keeping their house clean is, in my opinion, because you leave it all to one day. There's this whole thing of weekend is my day to clean the house or Saturday is the day I clean the house or or whatever. That's ridiculous. You should not have a day to clean your house because that's when it impacts you and it becomes a burden, it becomes a chore. And if something happens in your schedule and you happen to have a birthday party on the day you usually clean or you're not feeling well on the day you usually clean, then guess what? Your house is going to look like shit and it's going to carry over to next week. And before you know it, you have a two or three week old dirty house and you don't even know where to start with when it's time to actually clean it and it's overwhelming and procrastination will kick in and before you know it, you're a shitty, messy mum meme. And you don't want to be that. They make you feel like it's okay and that you're not different, but you don't want to be that. Think about your work emails. Imagine if you actually didn't read your work emails and you just left it for one day of the week to read them all. It would take you the entire day and it would be so stressful to sit and have to address every email all together on one day. You would, you, Your brain would literally explode from the overwhelming need to sit down for hours to do it and then you wouldn't be able to do everything else and then by the end of the day, you'd be exhausted, you wouldn't have had time to do anything and you would have just been cranky. And that's the same thing with house cleaning. You need to be doing it as you go. You need to be cleaning up after yourself as you go, after your kids as you go. If you have little kids, invest in a playpen if you don't have room for for a playroom. Or if you do have a playroom, even better, I still have a huge playpen in my theatre room that I've made into a playroom because it just keeps the twins safe as well because I get worried, especially little Georgie, because he puts everything in his mouth and I don't want him to choke. That's their zone. I have a rule. You can't bring your toys downstairs unless it's in the playroom. In the playroom, you can use your toys. Other than that, there is no toys allowed in the living room. There are no toys allowed in the kitchen. You have your zones and then there are adult zones. And that's really important because kids learn boundaries. And that's not being a nasty parent or a strict parent. It's teaching your kids that there's rules and boundaries in life. And that's really important because that's the world. That's the reality. So if your child is some carefree that likes to 
just throw crumbs all over the house and hang off the curtains and you just think, oh, it's happy, they're expressing themselves. Well, you're just setting your child up for a massive sucker punch to the face when reality kicks in and they realise that they can't do that when they get a job. They have to keep their desk neat, have to come on time, they can't swing off curtains. These are habits and these are ideas that aren't just going to magically switch one day and they're going to say, oh, I'm an adult now, I I better get my shit organised. No, rules and boundaries need to be put in place from the very beginning and just in varying degrees. I mean, you can't be really strict on a baby, but as your child grows up, there needs to be rules enforced. For example, As your child grows up, they need to have certain areas where they do their homework. I don't agree with you're going to lie on the floor and do homework wherever you want or you're going to lie on the floor and do homework in the living room and then when you're done, you're just going to leave all your shit there and walk away. No, everything needs to have a place. If everything has a place, it is easier for everyone to clean up after themselves. And as I said before, it is not cleaning up At the end of the week, we're going to dust, we're going to change the sheets. It is far easier. Do one room a day in terms of changing the sheets. One day it's your kid's room, the next it's your other child's room, then it's your room. It spreads out the laundry load because you can't put all the sheets and the duvet cover and everything for all the rooms at once anyway. So it clogs up your laundry for no reason, makes it look messy and cluttered and you feel overwhelmed. Change each room's sheets in in intervals so that you're not always doing it all in one hit and getting really tired. Dusting. Dusting for me is no excuse. Every time you walk into a room, make it a habit to dust while you're in there. For example, if you go into your child's room and they're reading, they're in primary school or whatever they are, and they're reading out aloud to you and you're listening to it because you have to do that for 20 minutes. While you're listening you can be dusting their room instead of sitting on their bed or on their chair or whatever it might be. You're multitasking. The only reason you don't do that is because you haven't put it in your mindset and because you can't be bothered. But you need to change your habits and it makes it easier once you start because your house then never needs a huge dusting. If you just get into the habit of dusting while you're in the room, it kind of just becomes part of life. And then when you think about it, like people always come to my house and they're just like, oh, your house is display homes clean. And it's, you know, you wouldn't even tell that four kids live here. But I, honest to God, don't don't actually do any cleaning in the sense that I will never structure, there's two hours for the day and I'm cleaning. It's kind of just as I go, I clean. As I go into rooms, I'll dust them. I, I, I do vacuum and mop every night, but that's a nighttime ritual. I will mop my way up the stairs so that I can do all of downstairs. Um, but the dusting, I mean, dusting tends to be everyone's annoying chore. You just do it as you go while you're in the room that you're in. For example, while you're watching TV, no reason you can't just be dusting while you're watching. Why do you have to be sitting down? And it's not. If your whole episode is going to be an hour's worth, but dusting in that room will probably take 10 minutes, depending on how much shit you have which is another thing you need to look at because going back to the emails as an example, if if you have your inbox cluttered with spam and junk mail, it will take twice as long to filter through it and actually answer the important ones. It is the same thing with cleaning your house and clutter. If you fill it with crap that you don't need, it's going to take twice as long to get through it and keep your house clean. 
So it is really important that you part with some knickknacks and clutter and maybe put them away, get a big plastic tub, put all your memories, all your souvenirs, all the little shit that you buy when you go on holidays that you think is cool and then you just have them stacked on your bookcase and they look ugly. Put them all in a big container and store them. It's you you don't need to throw them out. If you don't want to part with them, that's fine. But you don't need to have 40,000 things on your shelf that's going to bring dust and make it harder for yourself. Stop blaming your kids, guys. That's all I can say, honestly. It's just about how you choose to do things. And a lot of you are going to be like, oh, but I don't have time. Anybody that tells me they don't have time, do me a favor. Most of us have iPhones. Go into your settings and look at your screen time. If it's anything over three hours, then you have time. Because that time you were on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Safari looking through Netaporter or looking through, you know, Pinterest on how you're going to renovate your kitchen or whatever, that's all time that you could have been doing something. Three or four hours a day that you're on your phone, a lot of you might have more, Imagine what you could have done if you cleaned your home. Imagine if you if you use that time. You can't tell me you don't have time. You don't want to make time. That's what needs to be said. Reword that. I don't want to make time for this shit. Not I don't have time. Cleaning as you go is a lifesaver. It will literally change your life. You don't need to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on little organizational containers and taking a weekend to binge watch Marie Kondo. Yes, she has some great tips, but we're not there yet. Don't try and go from zero to a hundred. It's like if you're morbidly obese, don't try and aim to be a, a bikini bodybuilder model. Just b- baby steps. If you have a messy home, and it looks like you might lose your children somewhere in the laundry that's piled up in the dining room or you don't know what colour your floorboards are from all the crumbs, let's not Marie Kondo. We're not there yet. Like you don't need to worry about micro-organisation. You, you, just, you just need to make sure that your kids aren't going to get lice. You know, like let's just call it for what it is. It's a podcast. No one's listening. No one's judging you. We don't have to be polite about it. This is just your inner thoughts and me trying to awaken them. Drop your defense walls and look at it for what it is. Just guards down. It's not going to be, there's no change unless you drop your guard. You can make a difference by just breaking rooms down into days. And as you go through, clean. When you've cooked dinner, immediately clean it up. Immediately have it in the dishwasher. The easiest way to do that is every morning while you're waiting for the kettle to boil and you're making your coffee, unload the dishwasher from the night before. That way your dishwasher is already unloaded. So for the rest of the day, if you've got dirty dishes, it's straight away in the dishwasher. If you don't have a dishwasher, make sure that the night before the sink is totally clean, everything is washed so it doesn't pile up, and then Every time you use something, you can rinse it and chuck it in the the sink to soak so that you can do it in the afternoon. It's super simple, but rather than just not being able to, not, not giving a shit at that moment and just letting the plates pile up, 
You just have to be accountable every day with every action. Every time you do something, be accountable. You make a coffee, don't leave the coffee container on the bench. Just make it a habit. Put it straight back. Laundry. Now, this is the ultimate hack and it's fucking annoying. I hate laundry. Laundry is one of the chores that I absolutely detest. And for me, I struggle with it because I find myself procrastinating all the time because I fucking hate putting clothes away. And if any of you have me on Instagram, the Mumpreneurs Club podcast, you would know my husband and kids don't put their own laundry away. I was baffled to know that most of you have voted to say that your husbands put their own clothes away. That doesn't happen in my house. He doesn't even know where his clothes are. He knows maybe where his jeans are and his pyjamas. That's probably it. To avoid not doing my laundry or having it pile up with six people, two of which are babies, you can imagine what the laundry looks like at my house. To avoid it piling up and then becoming just laundry baskets that will never, ever get sorted, as soon as they come off the clothesline, do not fold them and put them in a laundry basket. That laundry basket is a procrastinator's dream because it's sorted and it's put away somewhere and it's sort of dealt with. As soon as you get your clothes off the rack or off the clothesline, take them upstairs or if you don't have an upstairs, just take them to your room. Now, your room is the most important place to take them and dump them on your bed and fold them immediately because when you fold them and they're on your bed... You have to sleep at night. It's a reminder, even if you don't have time at that exact moment to do it, you're going to do it before you go to bed because it's on your bed. And you're going to avoid just chucking them on the ground. You're going to think twice about that because then they're going to need ironing and it's just going to be more work for you. And then they're just going to be on the floor and get dirty. So you're really going to think twice about doing that. It's going to make you really accountable. It's a five-minute job. If you do it, basket to basket, straight off the clothesline, it's a five-minute job to fold them and put them away because you don't have that much. It's just a machine load. But if you wait to fill up a whole laundry basket, it's like two machine loads, if not more, depending on what you're washing. You're doubling up your time. And then by the end of the week, if you're waiting to do your putting your laundry away on a Sunday, it's going to take up at least two hours of your time. Whereas if you do it daily, it's probably five or 10 minutes at best. And it's spread out and you don't even notice it. Things to think about, guys. Things to think about on your Monday. Mondays are always a good time to start new changes. Remember, it does take about 30 days to form a habit and to change your old mindset, but it's only going to happen if you're true to yourself. Do not blame your kids. A lot of us have our kids that are at school. If you clean up every night after them, then in the morning when they go to school and you go to work, your house is theoretically clean and untouched until about three or four o'clock that day. So from three or four o'clock till about seven or eight when your kids go to bed is the time that they're sort of around and you're trying to blame the entire house being messy on that time slot. When you break it down, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. So stop making excuses and make some changes. It is on you. And if you need to get help, delegate. If you really don't think that you you have what it takes to be able to do it, that's okay. Rather than making excuses, seek help. 
Ask your husband to help you. Ask your kids to help you. Create a chore chart if they're old enough and reward them. Even if it's something little like unpacking the dishwasher, it might help you. It might help you get a kickstart into at least having the empty dishwasher so the dishes don't pile up. It's all about making sure you just don't let things pile up. Teach your kids how to make their bed. My kids will never leave the house. Doesn't matter if they're late for school. They will literally wake up and the first thing they do is turn and make their bed because that is how they've been taught and that is what they see with me. You will never see my bed unmade unless I'm dying. Even probably then I'll probably be in it. But there is no time that my bed will not be made because the minute I wake up and I leave my bed, my first thing to do is make it. And it takes me five minutes. It's not hard. But if I literally didn't do that and I waited till the end of the day or I waited in the afternoon to make five beds, that would have taken a huge chunk of my time. And yeah, I wouldn't have had time to do everything. So that's really important to note, guys. And check your screen time. Own your shit. Thanks, guys. That's all from me on today's episode of the Mumpreneurs Club.